This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the How to Become a Pro Wrestler podcast, where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. I'm John. I'm sitting here with Aaron, as always. Aaron, how are you, man? I'm doing good, John. I am excited to get this podcast going. We're going to hit part two of the do's and don'ts of pro wrestling. Yeah. All right, man. So uh, what do you got for us today? All right. So right off the bat, talking about the do's and don'ts of pro wrestling. I hope you enjoyed part one. Today, we're going to talk about a few more. So number one. Right off the bat, and I told you before we got started, these are kind of geared more towards people that are already actively wrestling. I think that if you're brand new in the business, this is some super valuable information that you need. But you know what? I see some some pet peeves uh, amongst guys that have already been wrestling for a while that kind of do some of these don'ts or they don't do some of the do's. But anyway, part one, or number one here today, stop selling when you get to the locker room. So let me break that down real quick. So selling is a broad term. Selling in pro wrestling is the art of expressing pain, expressing some kind of emotion in the ring, be it you're selling to the crowd. If you're the bad guy and they're booing you and you're acting like it, it annoys you to no end. That's you selling for the crowd. As well as if your opponent kicks you in the leg and you grab your leg like it's in pain, that's you selling your injury, selling your leg. So selling kind of goes in a bunch of different ways. But something that I see, and I really see it a lot in the younger, newer guys in pro wrestling, is they'll come back into the locker room, and they're still selling. They're either selling their attitude, as if they're still in character, or they are still selling their injury as if they are truly, truly hurt. And here's the thing, if you're really hurt, then that's a whole other issue. We need to get you taken care of or whatnot. And if you're doing this over a long, long period of time, if you're over-exaggerating so much that you really are just seeking attention, seeking sympathy or something in the locker room, you're going to end up being the boy that cried wolf because you're, you're selling your injury so much people are just not going to take you seriously. They're going to roll their eyes at you and they're going to be like, oh, look who's hurt again. Um, and and the, the other issue is in pro wrestling – even though, even when it's a one-on-one match, it's still kind of a team effort. You're, you're both out there to put on a great performance for, for the crowd and for your peers. And so if you're coming back to the locker room injured and your opponent injured you, but it's not real, then now you've put a, a kind of a stigma on your opponent that he's dangerous. That, because believe it or not, guys, we're not out there to hurt each other for real. Like We're out there to put on a great performance and stuff, but if you come back to the locker room selling like crazy that you are hurt, that you are injured... Then now I've got a problem with the guy you were wrestling because did he hurt you for real? That's a problem. That's not something we can accept in the locker room. But if you are just selling to us for no real reason because we're not the ones paying to watch you wrestle, that's the fans that want to believe in you, then we've got a real issue, okay? So, guys, when you get back to the locker room, not only should you stop selling your injury, you also have to turn off that attitude. You have to – you can't – imagine if Stone Cold Steve Austin came back through the curtain – and just flipped off everyone in the <laughs> locker room and threw beer in their face. Like, that's, that's not what you can do. And I see that so much. I see guys, champions, come back into the locker room and act like, well, I'm the champion. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to talk about my match with this guy. Like, 
guys, you, you got to stop the, you got to stop the selling of the injury. You got to stop the selling of the attitude. You got to turn off the character real quick, come back there and just be another guy with your friends, with your peers and experience, you know, everything that you're supposed to experience in the locker room. And that moves right into the next topic. So happily accepting constructive criticism. And I want to be specific with constructive there because you will get critiqued by lots of people. And sometimes it may not be very constructive because there's a lot of jealousy and stuff that goes around. But you have to be prepared to receive that criticism from people in the locker room. And you should be seeking out advice from experienced performers. So one thing that I always love to do if I'm wrestling I find someone back there who I, I either respect or someone who I, I know has, has a great eye for quality performance. And I say, hey, if you have time, would you be willing to watch my match tonight? Like, I, I'm, you know, you tell them like, hey, I'm fixing to go out to the ring and wrestle. Do you mind watching real quick? And uh, a lot of times they're receptive to that. And, and hopefully they are. And I like them to watch my match and give me honest feedback on how I performed because I... I I always try to be self-aware. I know that I can always improve, and that's another mentality you have to always have. You can always yeah. learn, always improve. So be willing to accept that constructive criticism, and uh, you know you take everything with a grain of salt, of course. You never know who's being honest with you or not, but, but if you seek it out, if you go to someone you respect or that other people respect as well, and you ask them, they're going to give you some good feedback. And the kind of flip side of all this, this is another, this is a, this is a don't for sure that I see amongst a lot of guys too. If you are an experienced wrestler and someone comes up to you and says, hey, would you please watch my match tonight? And this happens and I hate it so much. There are times when, number one, they'll say, oh yeah, I'll watch it. And then they don't. And then when the wrestler comes back to the locker room and says, what'd you think? They'll just go, oh, you did great. But they didn't even watch it. And, yeah. oh, man, that drives me insane. Or they may actually watch it. They may actually have some good opinions to give you, but they still just don't feel like going into it, and they just say, yeah, it was okay, man. Good job. That's, that's not the way to go, guys. If someone asks you for, for honest critique, give it to them. Be right. honest with them. The, the worst thing you can do is tell somebody, like, they did great when really there were a number of things they could have improved on. And... I'll be honest, like, I, I love that feedback. I want that feedback so much. There are guys that I always go to because I know that they will give me honest feedback. And those are the ones that I'm going to always go to and the ones that you should seek out. And it takes time to learn who those people are. But it's very important that you get that honest feedback from your peers who are doing the same thing that you are. So speaking about honest feedback, let me jump into this real quick. Check us out on Facebook. I want you to go to Facebook. I want you to type how to become a pro wrestler into the search bar. I want you to request to join our private Facebook group because that is a place where you will get honest feedback from your coaches, from your peers, and you can talk about everything that we talk about on this podcast and everything coming up in the future. You'll be able to learn about everything that we have on the docket for the future of how to become a pro wrestler. So check us out on Facebook. All right, moving right along. In the locker room, it is very important that you be respectful of other people's stuff. Not only their stuff, but also their area. So here's what I'm talking about. Arrive early. We talked about that on the last episode. Arrive early. Find you a good spot in the locker room. Be aware of the size of your bag, the size of your gear. Now, some, some people are going to hear that and think, well, what, are, are you crazy? But seriously, 
if I, and this takes experience, you're not always going to know that, but if I know that I'm going to a building that has a very tiny locker room, and it happens, guys, it happens. I did tryouts for the WWE, and our locker room for us tryout guys was a tent. Like, it was a, a large, like, tent. I say large. Not large enough for six people, which was who was crammed in there. So be aware of your locker room sizes. I will go to certain venues, and I will take a different bag if I know that it's a crazy small area because I don't want to take up crazy amount of space with my big rolling luggage, you know. So I'll take a duffel bag instead. I'll set it up with my chair. I'll keep my own little area there, and that's the amount of space I'm going to take up, the size of my bag. I'm not going to spread my crap out everywhere, boots over here, coat over here, hat over here, bag in the middle. I'm not going to do that. And on the flip side of that, if I see someone else's stuff, I am not going to kick it out of the way. Do not ever move other people's things out of the way to put your zone up or assume that you can cram yourself into an area with someone else. Please be mindful of people's stuff. And in the locker room, there's usually so many people running around, wrestlers, their family, um, uh, the camera crew, the production people. It happens that sometimes stuff gets knocked over. Maybe a bag gets knocked over, something spills out. Maybe somebody had a coat on the back of a chair, the coat hits the floor. Be mindful of that stuff and do not put footprints all over people's items. I've, I've come back to the locker room and, and seen my ring jacket on the floor with a big footprint in the middle oh, of it. Man. And I mean, it's, it's, you just don't want that. And accidents happen, but be mindful be aware of it. Do not move people's things without their permission. You can also be polite. You can walk up to someone and say, hey, man, you know, it's kind of crammed back here. Do you mind if I squeeze in? And most people are more than receptive to that if you ask politely. But if you walk in there while they're away and kick their crap out of the way and move yourself into there, you're going to have a big problem. So just avoid those issues. Just avoid those negative things in the locker room. All right. So I want to hit one more topic before we get out of here, and it is arguably one of the most important things that you can do as a new wrestler at a show. Network with your peers and with the other people involved in the show. You never know what's going to lead to another booking down the road in another place, and that booking could lead to even something more important. So the way to progress in independent wrestling is to network with your peers. Make connections. Ask for information on promotions that you have not performed for. If you go into a locker room, and there's a guy there from Arkansas who also works a lot in Arkansas, then you should say, hey, what's the number to the guy there? Can, do you think that I could ever get some work there? And usually, you can get a lot of great leads to other places. Then you go to Arkansas, and you get information for Missouri, and you go to Missouri, and you get information for Louisiana, and you just keep going and growing and continuing your journey as a pro wrestler. One of the biggest mistakes that I made personally when I started in 07 was I was so afraid in a locker room, I, I didn't really know where I fit in, that I kind of just cowered in a corner and I let people come to me, but I did not hardly talk to anyone for a long time. I would just sit there in my own space really because I didn't know where I fit in. I didn't know that people wanted me there, that, that people wanted me to talk to them and, and stuff. But it's, it's, it's a brotherhood, it's a fraternity. You want, to, you want to get involved with everyone, make connections, be polite, ask for information. You know, Like I said, you can grow on and move on from where you're at, branching across, and you know you never know where it's going to lead. I, I have plenty of friends that did this, and, and they went from they went from Kansas to Japan. You know what I mean? Like I'm going crazy there, but that, that's what can happen, and that's what you want to happen. Networking with your peers, with the other wrestlers, with the promoters, because lots of promoters know each other. 
networking with all these people, being polite, and learning where you can go from there, super, super important on growing as a professional wrestler. But guys, that's a, that's a great handful of do's and don'ts today in the world of pro wrestling. Again, please look us up on Facebook, go to the search bar, type in how to become a pro wrestler, find our private group, join and network with us. You never know who you're going to find in there, who could lead, myself included, you to another place to perform your art or to learn some more skills as a pro wrestler. So guys, Thanks again for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. Don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.